Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to episode number 104 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. This week, Tom and I answer a troubleshooting email about an Esterbrook JR fountain pen. We discuss warranty service and how awful GameStop is once again. <laughs> also, what's new in Dr. Evil's fish tank? I guess you're going to have to find out. Ask a question to be answered in a future podcast episode by emailing us at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com. Now, quick sponsorship blab. If you'd like to shop for a new pen or try to get Tom fired, head over to our retail sponsor, Goldspot Pens at goldspot.com. Be sure to use coupon code ROY to get an additional discount off all the items, pretty much almost all the items. Some exclusions apply on the Goldspot Pens store. And also, don't forget to throw in your hashtag FireTom comments in the order comments, and you might get a special Pentertainment Podcast sticker. You will get a Pentertainment Podcast sticker with your order. Now, Luxury Brands of America is also a sponsor of the Pentertainment Podcast, and they want me to talk about one of these notebooks that they distribute. You guys have heard of it. I talked about it a few times. I've had Bryce on the show. He's talked about it a few times. The Nebula Note is notebooks. Let me start that over. The Nebula Note are notebooks made by fountain pen people for fountain pen people. So colorers are the people who make the notebooks, and they make inks. So if they know how to make fountain pen inks, for sure they know how to make a fountain pen paper. With Nebula's proprietary fountain pen ink-proof paper, it's sure to be one of your best notebooks you can use for fountain pens. Get Nebula notebooks at your favorite Colorverse and Nebula note retailer, a.k.a. goldspot.com. Now, in 2022, Tom resolves to get rid of every last Penboy Roy t-shirt in his home office. You can help by clicking the link below and take one for yourself. Make a purchase at inkjournal.com. The link is in the show notes. So this is episode number 104. And this is just a few days away from when we announce the winner of the Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast Centennial Episode Celebratory Giveaway, where we are once again giving away a Platinum Procyon fountain pen color of your choosing, a Colorverse bottle of ink color of your choosing, and a Nebula notebook color and design of your choosing, along with a $100 gift card from Goldspot Pens. All you have to do? is take your favorite quote from a Pentertainment Podcast episode, write it out onto a piece of paper, take a picture of it, and share it on Instagram using hashtag Pentertainment100, Pentertainment100, so that I can see it. On the 16th of this month, which is in four days, I will pick a winner and post it via my YouTube channel, so pay attention to that. Anyway, this week's episode of the Pentertainment Podcast number 104 is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth. I kind of threw you off with the disclaimer there, right? I usually start it off, you know, before we get started, a quick disclaimer. Well, no, I changed it up. Just wanted to see if you're on your A game, paying attention. So this week's episode of the podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now onto the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage seven. And thank you. Right, so today is the 11th. This is going to publish on the 12th, and I think this is important to talk about because we are going to announce the winner of the Centennial episode giveaway contest that people have been submitting for on Instagram. We're going to be announcing that on Sunday, and I want to do it as a YouTube video on the Penboy Roy Fountain Pen Review channel. You know what the thing is though? I, I really wish we could do it together. Is there a way we can do it together? There's always a way we could do it together. Yeah, because you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't want it just to be me announcing it and stuff like that. So I was thinking about let's write up a script, right? And then we pre-write the script. So we may not even know who the winner is yet, but the point is we rewrite the script so that when we announce it, we can just plug the winner in and then I can upload mm -hmm. the video. You know what I'm saying? I see. And I think that'll be fun. I think people I think people would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I so, think so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well the and, winner for sure will enjoy that. 
being that they get all of those awesome prizes. Exactly. Exactly. Hold on one second. I gotta get. I gotta get your face on this because, uh, as I was telling you before, I wasn't having the best day today. So, I think what would help see, is if I just if I just see your face, your it'll day. make me a little happier, you know. And then you can look behind me. <laughs> you especially know? since, especially since my wifey said that I look so handsome today. I tell you that every week. I don't know why. When I tell you, it doesn't mean anything. But when your wife tells you, it, it's like, it's like you know, the the light in here is really bright. Though, right, so your like light is super bright. Face. Hold on. I make my make, make my light look extremely like look at that professional level lighting over here. I got how did yeah. you make yours go sideways that time? Oh, here we go. Look at that. Now you can see the mess of my room. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're like you're like no, I don't want to see yeah. that. <laughs> but do you see my tank back there? Doctor Evil's tank. He has three new tank mates. What's I, he got in there now? Well, so I've been I've been looking at the tank and I'm noticing that some of the surface is, is getting like brown algae which they call dia something i can't remember but they say that autosynclus catfish they grow to about an inch to two inches at most they're really good take mates for a beta because mm -hmm. they are very good at eating the algae but a mistake people always make is they'll get these autosynclus catfish at it and their, their nickname is autos and oh, cool or the dwarf catfish, I think, but whatever. They add them to their tank. They they murder all the algae in the tank, which is great. And then after a while, they start dying off. And the reason why they start dying off is because, hey, hello, fuckhead, they can't eat algae, and when it runs out, live off of nothing. So you got to feed them, right? Right. But the pen boy has a solution. Ow, the solution. <laughs> The solution is something on an Amazon envelope. Yes. The solution is that right there. Mini algae wafers. Yeah, so that way when they're done eating all the algae, I can drop one of these wafers in there and they'll survive. So your response to the cleanup of the algae is to put fish in that would then eat the algae, but then require more algae to survive so then that means you putting more algae in which was the thing that originally you want to eradicate from the tank well yeah actually now that you say it out loud <laughs> now, now, now it sounds like it kind of sucks but yeah the idea is getting rid of all the naturally grown algae and then i feed them these algae wafers so and look there you know, i know it's appropriate because there's other fish on here on the picture of the packaging on the Hakari mini algae wafers, but the autosynclus fish is actually on it, so it's got to be it's got to be right. <laughs> it's got to be the package. I mean, the the picture on there yeah. shows the yeah. shows the the fish. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, you know who else is a gamer in the pen community? I mean, there's a lot of gamers, but you know who else is a gamer? Who? Well, our good our good friend Hopalong Nibby Nibby Quilter, mm -hmm. Brian. Yeah, he's a gamer. Did you know that? Well, I know he's into the the dice. He's got lots of different custom dice. No, no, not not like dice. Are you gaming, saying like, like you're actual, saying like video games? Yeah, you're like, not like tabletop gaming. Okay. No, I'm talking about like video games. Like my boy, I got you. My boy Brian is is a gamer. He was he sent me a message that I forgot to talk about. I wanted to talk about it, but it was a message about yeah. You know, I think I was complaining about Halo Infinite. A couple of can you move over to your left a little bit more? Because you're there, you go, yeah, yeah. Because then I'm, you're cutting off the other side of your face. No, but he was talking about Halo Infinite. See, I had gripes and complaints about Halo Infinite, but he was like, what I was complaining about was something he actually liked about it. So, I appreciate when people talk to me about gaming, and they're pen enthusiasts. Because it's more things to talk about, that right? Common, right. That I mean, it's just it just shows that we have so many more things in common. Now, mm -hmm. I also want to talk about another gamer, uh, Carrie from Pens and Tea. She's a gamer. Did you know that? Oh, cool. No, I did not. Yeah. So she is she is certainly a gamer, and I'm trying to log on to my Instagram on the computer, but you know how like sometimes it autofills the password. It's autofilling the wrong fucking password, and I don't know what my password is. Oh no! Yeah, you can't log on now. Yeah, because I wanted and you're, to. And you're read. also doing that. Are you still? Are you still not really functional with the one hand still? Or 
yeah, kind of, you know, whatever. I'll have to use my phone. But the reason why I wanted to, there was a email response to our podcast last, all right, was it an email or was it Instagram? I can't remember. Let me check my Instagram just in case. But I think I went off on a vicious rant on the USPS, right? Oh, but yes. you know what? She sent me a message on Instagram. So I think if she wanted it public, I think she might have, you know, sent it to the email address. So I think she may not want it public. Hence, she sent it directly to me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, we don't need to name names, but we could. Uh... Yeah, but it might be a personal story or something like that. Uh, I got gotcha. But But there are other people who experience the same thing. I, I More atrocious usps experiences than what i experienced but it was another story it was interesting and i do appreciate people writing into pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com with their stories or personal experiences didn't get any questions for our q a so we can't do a q a no today. we did we did oh we did we did january 6th i didn't remember getting any hold on a second yeah sharon wrote to us hold about on. a troubleshooting question Am I that inundated with emails from everywhere? That oh I man, the, that that Pentertainment podcast box just gets lit up. It's crazy how much spam we get. <laughs> okay, hold on. I got one. Yeah, I didn't but... archive it either, so you'll be able to oh, find it. it's in uh, the inbox. No, but you know what it is. I I have this email. <laughs> Hey, at Penboy Roy, I came across your account a few weeks ago and saved. I just wanted to say cool contact. I always felt email was more thoughtful than a DM. Lol. Hashtag 90s kids. So here we are. Your feed caught my eye. I thought it was an interesting layout and content choice. I spend a lot of time on IG for work and looking through followers of accounts that focus on building a personal brand and IG growth is how I found you. I assume you've... I assume you follow because wait, I assume you follow because you're building a personal brand and interested in IG growth. Who who is this? I'm sure you are well aware that if you're actively working on building our G community, you hold influence by all means you're considered a micro influencer. I am a fuck you, I'm not a micro influencer. I'm not micro anything, bitch. I'm macro. Uh -huh. I'm macro influencing. <laughs> oh, this is just an advertisement. Fuck this guy. Yes, it is. Alrighty. That's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So all right, so read the email because I can't see the email that you're looking at. Yeah, so Sharon has a question okay, about let's hear the Estabrook JR Paradise. You see it now? Mm. Yes? Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember that one now. Now you remember. Okay. Yeah. So after filling the converter with Private Reserve Daphne Blue and writing with it for about an hour, it stopped cold as if the converter was empty, but it was still full. I had to prime the feed by twisting the converter down ever so slightly to get the ink flowing again. And after that ink ran through the feed, it wrote dry again. I turned the nib over and could get a little thin line, but it, it sometimes would start writing again right side up, sometimes not. Uh, it would always start writing again after I primed the feed, but that's not sustainable. I totally agree. Uh, but then uh, what Sharon did was empty, disassembled, and, uh, including unscrewing the nib feed from the section, cleaned everything on with water and pen flush, rinsed it with water again, ran the nib feed through the ultrasonic cleaner, wow. cleaned the tines with a brash seat, sheet, etc., let it all dry, reassembled, filled it with a different ink that I know writes wet, Pilot Irishizuku Sukiko, right, Sukiyo, and then tried again. Same result. So uh, contacted the retailer who sent me to Carrie Yeager. Carrie very immediately sent me a new nib unit and converter to try. I have. I've done all the same things as above, and I'm still having the same trouble with the new nib converter. It's now been over three months. So it feels like maybe, like, I think Sharon's kind of getting the idea that maybe it's something that she's doing or, uh, or, you know, it just doesn't really like, like has experience with other pens and obviously knows how to troubleshoot a pen. But is it like, is it like something to do with these JR paradise nibs or what's, what's the deal? Like, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like a really weird issue to be right. having, well, especially read, read the rest of the email. Uh, well, I was just trying to like sum up the rest of it because I didn't want to like, you know, sit here and read the whole entire. Email, well, this so. part is Im the next part is important, I think. Okay. What's the part? Yeah, um, you, you tell me what's important. It's now been over three months, so I haven't reached out to Carrie again, nor have I gone the way of taking it to a Nibmeister yet, because now I feel stupid. Like maybe I'm doing something wrong. 
That's what I want to focus on. But I have lots of other pens, including Estes, and I haven't had this problem with any of them. I I don't know if it's just a bad batch of nib units that I've been unlucky enough to get two of. It seems like maybe the small nib isn't properly aligned with the feed channel? Question mark, question mark. Or just the way I write. Anyone else have trouble with the JR Paradise nibs? Between these troubles and the near three turns it takes to remove the cap, I don't use a pen, nor do I feel I can sell it with a faulty nib. Thanks for any insight. If Tom can solve this one, then hashtag promote Tom. So <laughs> my so my thing the reason why I want to focus on that is I do love I love the fountain pen community for how they're not like me. You know what I mean? Like what do you mean by that? Well, like I mean like when shit goes wrong. I'll try to fix it. Like the effort this this person did to fix the pen was pretty substantial, right? Like she she fucking took it to the Mojave Desert to fucking clean it. Practically, she went and got us ultrasonic cleaner. Ultrasonic even, clean. Even the brought fucking, in a priest like, to try that's to get right. like she, you know. She's like it's like the priest is like the the power of Christ compels you to write the power <laughs> of Christ. holy water on it. Where did I get that from? Oh, The Exorcist. Yes. The power of Christ compels you. The movie scared the shit out of me when I was like eight. Good job, parents, for letting me watch that when I was like a child. Anyway, going back to this thing, like she did everything right in terms of trying to fix this fucking thing. Right? Mm. Ultrasonic cleaned it. She put it through pen flush, which pen flush to me is like, I, it's a great thing, I guess, you know, because it cleans out your pens. I think it's kind of unnecessary. I don't know. It might seem like overkill because for me, what I always find is soap and water, dish soap and water works perfectly fine. I feel like pen flush is kind of, I don't know, not necessary. I've only really used it for the most extreme cases. Let's say if I've had a really stubborn, sheeny ink or yeah. something that's shimmery and I'm trying to use it inside of a demonstrator bo- a body of a, of a barrel of a pen. And I really want to get the staining out or like the excess sparkly stuff out of there. Ultrasonic cleaner, son. Good for that. Pen flush, yeah, I know, yeah. but like the it's pen the flush is good just to like fill it up and then let it sit in there and then flush it on out and usually it gets it out yeah. pretty nicely. I feel like you know dish soap water does the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's it does much. the same. It's you pretty know, much it's the just, same consistency. Same thing. Same thing with the like super soap that you're supposed to use to get ink off your hands. Mm-hmm. That gets like maybe seventy percent of the ink off your hands after a scrubbing. But what gets ink off your hands after like 100% is a dish soap sponge with dish soap 100% every single time anyway but going back to the email there you know fountain pen people like if I went through all that all those steps to get something to work then the shit isn't working period I'm not going to turn around and blame myself but she's really sweet she's like maybe it's something I'm doing wrong no it's not anything you're doing wrong okay you tried writing with the pen it worked and then it stopped working. So you did everything that you're supposed to in terms of the troubleshooting, like, I don't know, list of things to do. If there, if you go online and troubleshoot fountain pens, all the shit she did is there. She did everything that's on that list. And if it's still not working after that, then yeah, you got a bad nib, bad nib unit, whatever. The thing that I think maybe you could try that you didn't try is maybe open up the times. So... Yeah, but I don't even think that that's my. I don't even think that's the issue here because that would be a flow thing. It would be like a hard starting or skipping thing. Possibly, I would see the. I would see that opening up the times helping that. But it just sounds like it. It just writes with whatever ink is like currently in the feed, Mm -hmm. and that the converter is not doing its job. Like the feed, the feed post is not carrying the ink from the converter to the rest of the feed unless it's forced through there. Sure. So. So like the only the other thing I could think of is maybe like having a a ball agitator inside the converter to maintain the like the pressure of ink like forcing it to the you know as as it just sits on top of the ink it could just mm-hmm. keep it pushed towards the front end of the well, pen. Well, did she but, say that she primes it and it works when she primes it? Yeah, yeah, she said that towards the beginning was like just like the really the only way that it writes consistently is if the the feed is primed and i agree mm. it's like that's not something i want to do all that the sucks. time with my pens right it's just a pain to like have to keep continually opening up the pen priming the feed and then get writing again right so i don't know i personally think just because i've seen a lot of these smaller yovo nibs and yovo nibs in general sometimes the tines are super tight more tight 
And when what she says happens, I find that opening up the tines using brass shims always works for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like try that, and then if that doesn't work, try the agitator thing. That's the way I, you know which, what I mean. Which that you would you would basically open up the converter. You'd like take apart the converter. You'd put little tiny ball bearing in the converter that wouldn't be able to fit through the opening of the converter where it attaches to the feed. Mm-hmm. And then you would reassemble the converter with the ball bearing inside of it, and then fill it with ink. And then hopefully it'll... Yeah, but the problem is some converters, you can take off that brace that's at the twisty end, and sometimes right. you can't. And sometimes... Most of the international ones, I think you can. Some of them, mostly. like, you can... They come off like a twist off, and some you have right. to just some rip to off. off. Yeah. Yeah, yank it. I feel like that will destroy a converter if you do it wrong. That's why I'm saying go with the opening of the tines using brass shim. Now, if you don't know how to do that, you can always check out my channel on how to open up tines... And for me, like also, I said, also you could massage the the nipple, like you show on your YouTube <laughs> video as well. You might be because that might be an issue. Like ser- seriously, legit, that could it could be the fit of the converter onto the feed post. In that case, you have to check out Roy's video on how to massage the nipple to get how, it how to, to retighten a converter. Retighten the converter's <laughs> fit on the feed post, but he calls it a nipple the entire time, and it cracks me up. So. Right. What is it supposed to call the feed post? Is that what you call it? The feed post? Like the feed, yeah, the feed post is where you would attach the converter onto, and like you're talking about when you when you're on the video, you talk about the opening of the converter mm-hmm. and re kind of like putting in warm water, right, and then pressing it so like it reshape it so it has a tighter fit. So I've seen before that like loose fits or broken converters, if there's like a hairline crack in the converter, I've seen flow issues because of that because. It's just like, let's say if you try to fill up the pen and just like you're just sucking mostly air and like and ink is not coming up into it. Yeah, that might be a fit issue or it might be like there's some sort of air leak in the converter. Somehow. All right. So hear me out. Here's my thing. I don't think it's the converter issue and I don't think it's the ink going into the feed because she would fill the pen. Right. And that essentially floods the converter. I'm sorry, floods the feed. Right. So I feel like the flooded feed will create enough capillary action to have it right until the feed is empty. And then let's say the feed is filling with ink. I don't think it's as saturated as it was when she first filled it. And that's why it stopped writing. And I've had so many experiences with Yovo nibs. They're just super tight. Sometimes it's so tight that getting one single brass shim in is almost impossible. You almost have to like Mm -hmm. spread the tines just to get the one in. And then I slide a second one in, then a third one in. And I don't like to use the press the nib on a on a fingernail or on a table to spread the tines because it's it bends the yeah I don't want to bend upward. the nib upwards I just want to open up the space between the tines I would really like to try that but mm-hmm. my main message to Sharon what are the chances her, I know I see her last name here it's not Stone but what if it was <laughs> right. <laughs> And she's using a different last name so we wouldn't know and we're actually talking to Mrs. Fatal Attraction. Oh, we would we would have the assistant to Sharon Stone emailing us most right, likely. Right. Right. Yes. And okay, gotcha. Oh, it sounds 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 likely. Sounds more likely than Sharon Stone writing us. But you know what? This Sharon is more important because she's actually writing to us. So yes. yeah, I my whole thing is I don't think that this is anything you're doing wrong because the chances of that happening are very high. As well, Carrie sent you another one. And that still had the same Right. So the reason why I'm saying I don't think it's the converter is because the converter has less of a track record of fucking up than Yovo Nibs tines being too tight in my experience. Right. So I feel like if she opens up the tines and she does so by – it's easier she watches the video, but I'll explain it. Take a single brass shim. You can buy a whole fucking roll of roll of it on Amazon for like five bucks and then just cut them up yourself. Slide in a piece of the brass shim in between the tines. Now, in order to do this, you have to pull out the nib and the feed and everything, you know, their friction fit. Pull it out. Slide in a brass shim. Then try to work your way in with a second brass shim. Leave it there for a minute so that way the brass shims and the pressure of the brass shims being in between the two tines pushes the tines apart you take it back out reassemble everything try writing with it 
If it's still too tight, add a third one. I wouldn't go more than four, but I've gone up to four. And now, are you result, sliding the shim all the way up to where the breather hole is? Or sliding you it like straight, I'm balls deep, straight into the <laughs> into the breather hole, yeah. all the way down in. Because I, like, I, I want... would be concerned about like the taper though, like because I'd still want to maintain the proper taper from mm-hmm. the breather hole down to the nib. Mm-hmm. So like I I might I might go let's say the first one fully all the way through to the breather hole, but like maybe the second one would come let's say three quarters of the way. Why? And the third one, if necessary, come like just so that it could still maintain. Because then if it's too wide gap, then it's like and it's like wide all the way through uniformly, then mm-hmm. it's going to not give you any flow at, at all. So I've never had that happen. And no. I've used up to four. And the thing is, though, it's like the taper, the taper, I know what you're talking about. It's wider towards the breather hand, breather hole end. But if you only go halfway up to the breather hole, then you're opening up the front half more than the back half. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So you want to put all of them in. So that way, by the time all of them go in, it's touching both sides of the tines in between up to the breather hole. It's just touching less you. towards the breather hole. And you don't want to put more of them on the nib side front half because then you're going to create – you won't then be able to see Then it's going to open them Right. You're going to have like a, a Y shape, right? I got you. That's, yeah, that's usually not the way that I, I usually would open them up. Like How would I you usually do? would take – I would take the 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 wings. Mm-hmm. I would kind of go underneath with my fingernails, like my underneath my underneath the wings. I would have my thumbs, and I would put like my index or middle finger like on top of it, and I would actually pull the pull the 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 shoulders out. So like, okay, I, so you're actually underhooking the wings that are hooking down under your fingernails, and you're actually right. going to spread them out. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, that's what I do if I don't have brass shims. Yeah. My only concern about that, and the only reason why I don't like doing that, is because it cr- can create baby's bottom. Because think about it. If you open up hooking the hooks of the wings and then you pull apart, what's actually happening is you're causing the nib to bend the insides to bend inward by pulling the wings. You know what I'm saying? You can see what I'm doing with my hands. I can't right. do it with my other hand because my shoulder, but it goes like <laughs> it goes like this, right? So it almost creates an an M shape, right? Gotcha. The middle of the M being the tine slit. So that's why I don't like pulling on the wings because if you do that enough, what happens is you know how what baby's bottoms looks like, right? Yeah. The the space between the two tines meeting at the ball tip is supposed to be just a straight cut. If you bend the wings out and you're causing the middle to go in, you're now creating a V-shape, an upside-down V-shape. It's right. really minuscule, but it could be enough to cause baby's bottom. But yeah, depends on how much you do it. If you're a dumb fucking brute like me and you overdo shit, like twisting caps <laughs> on too hard, then yes. Probably if you're doing it in the micro increments that you're probably doing it, yes, it'll probably work. Me, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's different for everybody. Me, I kind of twist things on too hard if I open something up i open it way too hard that kind of shit so it's kind of like eh, that's not what i go to first because of because i know my personality i tie shoes way too tight like a fucking psycho you know (laughs) so it's like that's for me that doesn't work but you know she could try that too that'll work i but i think the solution to her problem is definitely opening up the times first Mm -hmm. there's no reason why she should get two in a row that's doing the same thing and if I had to yeah. point to a guilty suspect, I would say the suspect is super tight tines, right? Okay. And, she, you know, she would know that for sure if she has brass shims and she tries to put one in, but it's a real challenge. By the time she gets it yeah. in, it's almost like the nib tines are going to cut the, the brass shim in half. It's not going to, but it feels like that because that's how much resistance there is. That's how you know it's too tight. I think well, that I have she a should... we're going to be getting a part two out of this because she does. She did mention that she cleaned the tines with a brass sheet. So hold on, I'm, yeah, did she... I'm guessing that yeah, she did clean it. She did mm-hmm. clean it with a brass sheet. So if she used them to, if she could use them then to maybe open up the the tines a little bit more, then we'll see if that will make a a difference. Yeah. So I think that I really think I really think that's the solution, but I'm really curious and. Yeah. Kudos to Carrie though, because that that sounds so much like Carrie. He just sent a whole new nib unit to try. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, I mean they they do their they do their best, especially when it comes to 
anything that's related to Estabrook products because they stand behind everything that they sell there and all, totally willing to go above and beyond when it comes to any sort of issues with writing with those pens. And and from a perspective of somebody who, you know, routinely deals with after you know after service or mm. warranty or um, I have not seen JRs come back. Right. For really for any reason, like there's there, like I, this is the first time I've heard of any issue with a JR having having this kind of a problem. So, yeah, uh, you know, like it just very well could be maybe just two, you know, funky nib units right in a row. And uh, it wouldn't be the first time either. So. No, I'm pretty sure it's just funky nib units. I just don't like the idea of her blaming herself just because she doesn't want to be a meanie and stuff like that. No, I don't like that's, I don't but think that's it's... like those are the nice people that we love dealing yeah, with and yeah. we love talking to because they're not the ones that are like the over entitled Amazon customer that's like, you know, basically burning your door down for a uh, for a refund at the slightest hint of discomfort or <laughs> dissatisfaction. Yeah. So you want to hear speaking of I don't know, me, I guess I'm a tough customer. I'm a tough. <laughs> I certainly am a tough. Guy. Yo, listen, let me. Oh uh, no! Here comes here comes a disgruntled Roy story. <laughs> is this why you're in a funk today? Is somebody wrong you? No, no, no. This one is not that big of a deal. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not gonna. I. You know what? I'm in a funk today, so I'm not gonna complain about what I was about to complain about because. Oh. You want to hear the story? It's a GameStop story. Oh, that's what I was. Gonna, you know what? I was gonna joke. I'd be like, "Oh, did you go to GameStop today?" <laughs> I actually did not today, but I did go. I did go and. So you went to the tour. You went to the uh, Torno store right after GameStop, huh? <laughs> yeah. No. So I went back to GameStop after a couple of years not going there just to give it another shot, and <laughs> it didn't. It didn't work out. Man, these people are all just trying to rip you off too much. They're trying to sell what you. What did you? What did you try to do? You try to sell stuff back? Or, no, 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 no. Or... I was just trying to buy something. I was just trying to buy something. And here's the thing, though. If you buy something from GameStop, they're going to try to be like, oh, listen, for $40, you have to, you can get, I'm not joking. So there's a GameStop in the Bay Terrace Shopping Center near where I live. And there's this manager there. Let's call him Jeff because that's actually his name. But <laughs> but they'll as soon as you buy something, they're like, well, for $40, you can buy a warranty. And blah blah blah, and it's just it's a, it's a waste of money. It's total waste. It always of money. is. Like yeah. the the warranties that they try to sell you at the store for any purchase. Yeah, anything electronic. And then, they're like, no, oh, but you if like something warranty? if something does go wrong with your purchase, understand that the store policy that's written down on the website is within thirty days. If anything goes wrong, you can get a refund or an exchange for a defective product, regardless of what it is. So. I had a defective unit and I called them and let them know. And that guy is like, well, you know, the store policy is after seven days, we can't take it back. So you, did you get the warranty for $40? I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing we can do. You should just buy another one. Or you should just contact Nintendo to charge you a, an arm and a leg. And I was like, this guy is so full of shit. He's so full of his own shit. But the thing is, though, he's not making it up because he is trying to get sales. Like He actually believes that that's the policy. He doesn't even read his own policy because you know me. If you tell me something, I'm going to look into it. Looked into it. Uh, he's totally wrong. The policy is if I wanted to return it within 30 days, I can. I'm just not going to because I don't feel like going in there and being aggravated or just fighting. What I did is I just took apart this Nintendo Switch Joy-Con and I fixed it myself. By really? Way. Yeah, I fixed it myself. It wasn't, you know how nice. when you snap it in, it's supposed to go click and it's supposed to register? Right. It wasn't doing that. So I opened it up. It turns out one of the ribbon cables was detached on the inside. And mm. all it was was as simply as removing the shell of the Joy-Con. After you remove the shell, remove the slider piece, then remove the battery, lift up the battery compartment, and then there's a little ribbon that's supposed to connect into a ribbon connector. And that connector is supposed to snap down, but it was up. So I guess when they made it, they somehow, I mean, there's like hundreds of little pieces in this thing. I can't imagine yeah. there's not mistakes. So it works fine now. Now, did you watch a YouTube video of course to figure I did. out how to take it apart? Yes. <laughs> did you, nice. would you, if, if you thought, so I used to play the flute, yes. right? You know this about me. You still do. I still do. The, so I have a the skin flute. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so I have a 14 carat handmade William S. Haynes flute. It's my one of my most cherished things in the world because my favorite musician, God rest his soul, 
is his name was Jean-Pierre Rompal. He was a flute player from France in 1920, born in 1922. Anyway, his, <clears throat> he played a solid gold Haynes his entire career. And unlike a lot of famous musicians who have like dozens of instruments and pick and choose, he just loved his one instrument. And all the pictures that he's in, Jean-Pierre Rompal is in, he's always holding his gold Haynes. <coughs> Little known fact, his actual first gold flute was a Lewis Lott, but it actually was stolen, lost. And then after that, he went to the Haynes, William S. Haynes Flute Manufacturing Company. And at the time, like a 14 karat gold flute at the time was like two thousand dollars or maybe even less i i can't maybe this back in like what the 40s or yeah something or so like it was that. like it was a long time ago right so it was really really inexpensive relative to now but back then it was cheap i mean back then yeah, it was like expensive dollars no no back probably then, then was like a house right so back then it was it was not cheap rather to us <laughs> the number sounds cheap relative because right yeah. now a solid gold flute is what twenty five thirty thousand dollars Back then, it was like 2000 And then he had it made, but then before he had it made, he told them at William S. Haynes, I can't afford this flute, but I would love to play it. And they listened to him play. And they said, this guy is so fucking good. This guy is amazing. We're just going to give him the flute because this guy going around playing our flute is going to bring us, put, the, put us on the map. Yeah. They didn't say it in those words, but they said it in some substance. And boy, were they fucking right. This guy put William S. Haynes on the map because he was one of the most... He is the guy who brought the solo flute to a level of virtuosic recognition, right? You know what I'm saying? Like before that, the flute wasn't considered a virtuosic solo instrument like the violin or the cello or the piano was. Everybody was like, oh, the flute is just a background instrument. It's just... Jean-Pierre Rompal brought this instrument to recognition where people thought it was a virtuosic instrument. And what instrument was he holding? William S. Haynes. I don't know well, how I got well, into like this. Maybe similar to, similar to how like Jimi Hendrix brought the electric guitar into like, into like saying that that could be like a solo like instrument to play. You know, was a, it Jimi Hendrix? I, wasn't there someone before? Well, that? Like, I mean, because like he just was known as like he he was known for his like his insane guitar skills and like the the sound that he was able to produce was like none other than you could than than has come before or mm-hmm. after. Yeah, um, his improvisation I, I skill think, set was something else, wasn't it? I think what you were driving at here with this story was that you were hoping to let's say reach out to Nintendo regarding your your Joy-Con. And like, you know, let's say reach out, reaching out to them and, and telling them about your situation, they would just be like, Roy, we understand that you are a virtuoso when it comes to playing. <laughs> we will just we will give you a solid gold, you know, Joy-Con. No, you know, for I don't your troubles. know. I don't know why I got into this. I can't remember why I got into it, but that's not I'm thinking what it that's was. the only reasonable connection. Between... No, I think I was talking about how shitty GameStop is and how they're just going to try to rip you off. <laughs> Somehow I got into – I don't know why I got into this because – and we can't play back the tape. But I, I don't know. I don't know. This is why we need an assistant to pay attention to what we're saying because you and I both can't remember why I got into that. But I was talking about how GameStop will just try to rip you off, try to sell you a crazy warranty for shit. Then then when you are telling them – as per their policy, like, hey, listen, I need an exchange. Like, oh, well, you didn't buy the warranty, so there's nothing we can do. Sorry, they really want they really want that gotcha moment, you know. So, mm. I just, you know, I'm just not gonna buy anything from and from GameStop ever again. Yeah, you know. And on top of that, the I don't know. I find that the employees there they're very opinionated. When it comes to like how so though, like with just their policies or no, 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 no. Like I got this controller for the switch that looks exactly like a GameCube controller. Okay. And I think one of the things I was asking about, because I don't know a lot about the products. I was like, well, does it have rumble function? Like, does it have vibration? Like if you're playing a game and you shoot, pull the trigger, does the controller vibrate to simulate the kickback of a firearm? And then the, the kid who I wasn't even talking to in the background was like, oh, I turn off vibration for all games I ever play ever because it's just so stupid for anyone to have it on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, 
am I being told I'm stupid because I want rumble function? You know, that's that. Yeah, that sounds like a rather elitist, uh, you know, turn of events there. Which right. Is like, oh, you don't need rumble function. Yeah. And it's just I kind of like, well, I, I like rumble function, though. <laughs> and it's you should have got you should have gotten really weird with it and being like, I like rumble function because I like to play with the controller nested against my balls. <laughs> so. That's I would, how I get my jollies. At I, night. <laughs> I would I would do that, but the thing is, though, they're also kids, right? So like, who knows how young they <laughs> yeah, are? I'm not going to say shit like that in front of potentially a teenager. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and they're young, so they don't know how to be professional. Look at me, I'm, uh, I'm forty okay. fucking two years old. I still don't know how to be professional, and I don't want to say. No, something I'm thinking. Like that. I'm I'm imagining I'm imagining older, uh, you know, uh, people that are that are just you know that they that they're. You know, they they play games in their basements and then they, they come out to do their to do their job every once in a while just so that uh, their parents don't kick them out. You know, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I really feel like the people, though, who work at GameStop, though, they're very knowledgeable about games. They have a very strong, strong passion for games at the same time. But they're very extremely opinionated. And like, for example, if you go in there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just looking for an Xbox game. They'll sell you the Xbox game. But they always got to drop their opinion like, "Oh, Xbox sucks. PlayStation is so much better." Anybody who likes Xbox is kind of silly to me. You know, they'll say something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they're 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 they're, they're being like elitist and very like like exclusionary. Like they're yes. not they're not adaptable. Like like I I could I I from the perspective of pens, of course we're always going to kind of like come back to this. Right, of course. Like, if somebody comes to me and is like, I think that such and such brand that let's say I don't particularly care for is the greatest thing ever, I would just be like, oh, really? Like, tell me what, like, why do you feel that way? And I mm-hmm. would just be curious to know somebody because like I-, I could like even though I have my own opinions, others, some people could be have a completely different frame of reference because they're looking at things in a different way and they also value uh, certain aspects of pens in a different way than i do like yeah. i might value more of like let's say the the writing experience of a stub nib or like the ink flow or you know filling capacity or like the materials used and they could be like oh i just love the magnetic cap of this pen yeah like or i could or i just love the i love the scroll work on the on the nib design and that's like my favorite part about it and like and like not so much considering you know, the other aspects that I value so much. You know what I just realized? What's that? How do I dare complain about someone being opinionated about one thing over the other when it comes to, like, <laughs> video games? When it's like, if somebody comes to me, is like, a ballpoint pen is better than a fountain pen. I will tear <laughs> into that motherfucker like, like a lion into a baby gazelle. Because, and, you know, that's how I am. Somebody comes up to me, is like, oh, what do you think of this pen? And it's a ballpoint pen. I would tell them like, listen, the fact that you're showing me that makes me want to hurl all over you. Like, I want to replay. <laughs> no, but at that the end of the day, part- though, mm-hmm. at the end of that conversation, you're probably going to end up like gifting that person a fountain pen. Like, are are the people at GameStop going to give you like a video game to be like, oh no, I think this is the greatest thing, and you need true. to try this. Here you go. Very true. You know? They won't. They'll just try to sell you some service or something that is probably useless. No, they'll just be like, here's your trash game. You want a warranty for it because it'll probably break and then you're going to be on your own. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny, though, is at the end of the call that I made to GameStop, they're like, yeah, so, but actually, just to tell you, even if I did have a Nintendo to switch for yours and stuff like that, I mean, he's like, even if I wanted to, he said, I don't have any to switch with you. So even if you bought the warranty, it would have been useless. And the best, what? yeah. So I would have to just wait for them to restock it, and I was just like, "Wow, this wow, this whole interaction just sounds like it sounds pretty sucky, right?" And at the com- at the end of the conversation, where where they like, "Oh, do you want to hold for just a, a moment so you could take a brief survey?" <laughs> no, they give you receipts and ask you to take an online survey and stuff. And the thing is, though, do you remember my experience at Gold- GameStop with this? manager maritza this is before the pandemic i believe it was in this was this was the one where you bought the you bought the system right yeah find the whole and it was and it was used and yeah. it didn't work and then you're trying it just, to swap there was it so out. Many problems. yeah it wasn't egregious like that right so this guy mm-hmm. jeff the manager there 
he just, I don't know where he's getting his policy facts because I looked it up. I looked it up on the website, in-store website. There's nothing on there that says defective Seven console. Days. You're fucked with defensive defective consoles unless, you know, hold on a second. He's, there's nothing there that says you're screwed with defective consoles. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know where where that came from. But do we have any update on not to s- switch topics, but I guess we're just switching them anyway. But do we have any update switch. on the the postal situation? No, nothing, nothing. No, nothing no. yet. It, no, it no, was no arrests were made. <laughs> it's so freaking sad. You know, it's so sad because <sighs> I I just I, I I wanted to have more faith in it. I don't want to dwell on dwell on it and stuff, but. You know, it's just so sad that it was as bad as it was. You know what I mean? I, I just, it shouldn't be that bad. It shouldn't be that okay for shit to go missing and it be allowed. And it seems like that's what's happening. So, and then on top of that, I'm not going to bitch and moan about it because after seeing people write in, you know what I mean? Obviously, they lost way more than I did. Right. And it was way worse than my situation. So I'm not going to whine and bitch about it. And I'm just probably going to leave it alone, even though every instinct of me wants to see this through all the way till the end until I find the actual person. (laughs) But it's not realistic because if they were, if I were to do that, then everybody who lost something should be able to do it too and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. It, It just seems. Yeah, there's but no what update. What if this one person is responsible for so many other instances besides yours? I would settle. And I would settle to just I fight him. <laughs> I I just that's it. I just just the opportunity to get one good solid punch to the face in that would be good enough for me. Mm. But it is what it is, and you know I I gotta move on, even though I'm super cranky today. Yeah, but I'm happy that I got new fish. I got them yesterday. Yeah. You got your algae wafers. Yeah, I got my algae wafers, and I got three autosynclases in there with Doctor Evil, and they all look the three autosynclases look the same. So I don't know what to call them except for autos. But there's only three of them, so should I call them trios instead of autos? Get it? Yeah. Got it. All right. The eye roll. Yeah. To, uh, the the eye rolling. I guess wasn't. <laughs> uh, you're the dad. I'm dropping the dad jokes. What about what about like Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Yeah, but I don't know which one is which. Well, you don't have to. It's just you could just that's what they are, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And then just they all look the same anyway and they just have like the different do they even have different letters on them in the cartoon, I think. Or are they oh, they're just different sad. color shirts. I don't remember. I think I'm think I'm mixing up my uh uh what's it called? Um Alvin and the Chipmunks and Disney stuff, like hmm. with Donald Duck and Rescue Rangers or not Hold Rescue on. Rangers and Ducktales. We get mixing, mixing all that stuff up. Yeah, I remember. I remember Ducktales. That was oh, a so good. I, I watched a great. I watched a good movie. If you're interested on HBO Max. Okay, hold on. It's I'm sorry. Called... I'm sorry. What? Really quick. I don't mean to interrupt. Hold that thought. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie did not have letters on their shirts. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at a picture. There's and... really no way to tell them apart, right? Okay, so I'm not sure which one Huey, Dewey, and Louie was, but one wore a red shirt, one wore a blue shirt, and one wore a green shirt, and they all wear baseball caps matching the color of their shirt. Mm-hmm. Life is like a hurricane here, here in, in Duckburg. Duckburg. That was a great show. <laughs> great show. Dr. Scrooge had that big container that he would swim in gold coins yes, remember that with the, with the gold coins that's what i plan on doing if i ever get rich one day is that there shall be a giant vault with lots of coins listen i no no i just tom i love you and i just want to i want to let you know that if you fill a huge thing a huge container filled with coins and then you jump 20 feet off a off like a diving board into <laughs> the fucking coin you're gonna break your fucking neck Okay, because that those coins are not like water; they're solid does, fucking metal objects. Yeah, you're gonna just you're gonna dive straight into a rock solid surface of fucking coins, and you'll be dead. 
Now, if this you don't, was going to work out much differently <laughs> than I imagined. <laughs> if you plan on doing that, despite my warning, let's just get it on video for the channel. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> let's just make sure we see your untimely end on video so that right. we can put it on YouTube. Right. So, yeah, but I don't know how we this con this this conversation went from talking the, about the, Sharon's the thing. three catfishes. So we were saying like we could call them Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yes, no, no. I'm saying but, so. I want to get back to the email with her her question and stuff. I would also. I wonder how. So who did she buy it from? Where the retailer was like, oh, you got to contact the company. You know what I mean? I think she just might have taken that upon herself to I don't think so. The, look at the email again cuz she said she reached out to the retailer and the retailer no, I don't think it did. I think she did, I think dude. It said on there. I uh, ba, 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 I reached out to the retailer. So I contacted the retailer who sent me to carry Jaeger at Kenro. Talk about passive. Who was the retailer? Why are they passing the buck? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the retailer is, but to me if I were the retailer, which I'm not, and I don't know, you you can answer this because you actually deal with this. I don't think I would pass the buck like that. I think I would just say, listen, I'll send you another one, and then I would just talk to Carrie myself and get another one from him to replace my stock, right? Wouldn't that be the right way to do it? You tell me. Is that right or is that not right? From – well, uh, like in, in some cases that would work. In other cases, let's say if this was – months later after the initial purchase you, like usually within that first 30 days it's like no question just you know we could you know swap it out send a send a nib whatever needs to be done but like with outside of that return period then it would be up to the manufacturer to warranty the pen so that's right. just that's just like a store that's that's very it's a very common store policy too i mean you even see like with some electronics like they comes completely with like a notice on there saying do not contact the retailer just you have to contact the manufacturer directly if there's like anything wrong with it whatsoever mm -hmm. so it's like so it's like there i've seen i've seen other places just take a much more hands-off approach but at least there's like with with gold spot and i know a lot of the other pen companies they're like they're like with there's a window of which the retailer itself will deal with everything. But mm -hmm. then after a certain point, it's like, well, that's what the manufacturer's warranty is for because then the manufacturer's warranty usually spans from like one to two years. Some are lifetime mechanical warranties, which are pretty rare, but there are some of them that are like that. Sure. So then after that point, it's, you know, it's, it's directed to the, the, you know, manufacturer. So, sure. Fair enough. And, and as a, as a retailer, you would want to, you know, deal with vendors that, would stand in just like you would expect would carry from Kenro because you don't want to send them to a dead end and being like, I can't get a hold of anything that would happen with somebody that I shall not name particularly here, but like there would be, there would be some person wait, wait, wait. that dial back to that. From a, from, back from a that. brand from a brand that used to be carried there would be a that, that I, that, that I had experience with in the past that is no longer being carried that would be the case where it was like a pen was purchased, it was broken or broke over, let's say a few months. It'd be like, oh, okay, contact so and so, so and so was contacted. I got no response. There's nothing, you know, no. The just it just disintegrates into into the emptiness of the void of internet, and it just would never get any response to it. And you just, as a retailer, you don't want to work with people like Wait, that. You so want to you work had with, a you hold on, you had a brand. There, and yes. you sold the pens from that brand. There was a problem with it. The customer contacted you, right? And you told them to contact the brand? Well, like outside of the, yeah, outside of the, the retail. Outside the, the retail the 30 days, warranty. yeah, like the, the re return policy. They yeah. contacted the brand, and what did the brand do? Nothing. <laughs> so. Like they, they didn't do anything, or they just ghosted this person? Just ghosted, like, or or maybe there might be some back and forth, and then like it just nothing gets resolved. You know, it just doesn't. Well, which one was it? Because those are two entirely. Like, if let's well, say there like, was there some would sort be of multiple. Back. See, the thing is, there would be multiple occasions of this. It just wasn't one time. Mm. I mean, everybody's kind of allowed that, like once or twice. It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe that was a legit, like the email was missed or something miscommunication was in the way. But like, there was one particular one where it was like every single person that even you would even be getting some people that 
bought from different retailers that would come to you being like, hey, you know, what's with this one, you know, person not answering emails? It's like, well, you didn't buy the pen from us, but, you know, I know that this is the reputation that is starting to develop because it's coming from multiple angles. Is that that pen brand still around? No. Well, in in the current form that in the form that it was around in initially, it's not like I'm that curious anymore. to know so who I, this I, brand is. No, I'm not gonna say. Uh, I don't want to say anything because I, I understand because you don't want to start shit. But at the same time, I'm looking know. to stay gainfully employed through 2022. So right, that was about 2022 to say. 2022 is the year of hashtag promote Tom. So <laughs> you, are we? No, no, we're cha- we're not changing that. That's that's. Yeah. Hashtag fire Tom was good luck for everybody. Maybe not for you, but for everybody. <laughs> Everybody's getting no, we need sticker. to change every like the last two years. It's been fire Tom. It needs to be promote Tom, and then everybody comes up with me. So <laughs> you know what's funny though? Everybody is like hashtag fire Tom to get the free sticker, but then everybody is also wanting to throw in hashtag promote Tom. And yeah. th- and it's not us creating that; it's the listeners creating <laughs> that. How awesome is that? It's cool. No, it is cool. It's cool. So I think what we should do is we should have two retro 51 releases, one Fire Tom retro 51, <laughs> and one Promote Tom retro 51. And they'll come in two separate mm-hmm. colors. Make them Gold Spot exclusives. <laughs> How hilarious would that be? And you know what it should be? It should be a drawing, like a pixelated 8-bit version of you looking happy in one and sad in the other. The happy one is the hashtag promote Tom. And the mm-hmm. – the did I say the happy one? Yeah, no. And then the sad one is uh, unhappy uh, fire Tom. What do you think of that? Yeah, there would be like there would be like one version of me, and I'm getting like the one up mushroom in yes. Mario, and that would be like you know be like getting the next level, it'd be winning, beating the boss, and everything. And then the other versions like I'm falling down the endless pit, I'm getting fireballs thrown at me. <laughs> we should have you Chris know. design a fire Tom promote Tom retro fifty one. What do you think <laughs> of that? I think that's the greatest idea. Fun. That would totally be how how does it feel like actually designing stickers like like stickers that actually say hashtag fire tom <laughs> right you are tom it's like it's like all right fire me these stickers are selling yep. for some reason i don't know i think it's funny but it's, it's good it's a it's all in good fun because no I mean, but you that's... know what you know what's also what it what is meaningful and would be meaningful more for me if i were not me and i were you is that the listeners are creating their own hashtag of promote tom and independent listeners writing in who don't know each other, they have the same positive mindset. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they have the same positive mindset for you where they're right. taking the fire Tom and they're throwing in promote Tom. Isn't that cool? That means they love you, man. Yeah, they, they love me enough that they don't want to fire me. Right. They want to see me do well, so right. that's good. Right, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But yeah. So anyway, everybody – Stay tuned. Tom and I are going to come up with a video to publish on the YouTube channel for announcing the winner of the Pentertainment Podcast Centennial episode that took place, what, three weeks ago? Because I think this is episode 104, right? We're on episode 104. Yeah. So make sure you pay attention on January 16th. It's going to be a Sunday. It's going to be a video. It's I'm not sure how it's going to be. It's just I think we should do it together. I think we should both record something video-wise independently. And then mm-hmm. announce the winners or something like that. We got to come up with something. We only have a few days, so we got to get our shit together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have you have a little bit more time than I do in terms of like you know coming up with something. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I do, but I am I am kind of going to work so that I could continue to you know get my promote Tom thing going on. But I know that you're. When are you? Are you going back to work sometime soon? Too? Yeah. 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 I'm just yeah. recovering from the stupid shoulder surgery. So. Anyway, pay attention to the YouTube channel and make sure you get your quotes up on Instagram. We've got a bunch, and I really do enjoy them. Sometimes I certainly don't remember stuff that we say, but when I see it pop up, I'm, it does make me laugh. And it also – It's laugh. like, yeah, that would be something I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it also makes me feel connected with the listeners because what they find as funny – Sometimes a lot of these things, I'm like, oh, I didn't even mean to be funny in this one. Or it, or sometimes the things that I say connects with them somehow. And I'm like, oh, cool, look at that. There's a connection there, and I think it's really cool. So, 
But it's about that time, so I'm going to cut you guys loose. Tom, I'm going to cut you loose. Thanks again yeah, for listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stanky. You kind of slowed me down on that one. <laughs> it's like a change-up. I know. <laughs> Threw you off. You're fired. <laughs>